Welcome everybody to the Live the Eight Wise Way podcast with me, Kim Rutherford, psychotherapist, author, and creator of the Eight Wise Method for Better Mental Health and Wellbeing, which is now being called the Blueprint for Optimal Mental Health and Wellbeing. How are you all doing? How are things in your life? As you may know, or you may not know, we are bringing this series of the Live the Eight Wise Way podcast to a close. And so this is your penultimate episode before we finish up. And today we are going to be talking about the external dimension of the eight wise method. So for those of you listening to the first time, where have you been? What I recommend, listen to me now, see if you think it's all right, head back to episode one and listen to everything and learn how to live the eight wise way and how to improve your mental health, your well-being, your quality of life and how to get that elusive, healthy, happier mind uh, forever, not just for now, but forever. Today, as I said, we're talking about the internal, the external dimension, we're talking about the external dimension, but the model started with the foundation dimension of wellness, which incorporated your emotional wellness and your physical wellness. When we've got a strong mind and a strong body through the foundation dimension, we then move over to the internal dimension. This is all about who you are in the world that lives in your mind. And inside of you, this is your spiritual wellness and your intellectual wellness, healthy body, healthy mind. Now we're talking about a healthy relationship with yourself and a healthy way to navigate the life that you want to live. Now we are moving into the external world. So now you've got that healthy body, healthy mind, and you know who you are and you know what you want. Now it's about learning to work with the world that exists outside of you. And the external dimension is built from two elements. And one of them is the environmental wellness. And the other one is your social wellness. So we're going to start chatting about your environmental wellness, which is really, 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 really important. And a lot of people say to me, I don't understand why this is there. I don't understand it. So let me explain this to you, my lovelies. Your environment or the environments that you spend time in have the ability to trigger you in multiple ways. Now, for example, you might go somewhere, you might go to an event in an environment that isn't very comfortable for you. And that discomfort might lead to you feeling stressed out and anxious, for example. And so your environmental wellness is all about you identifying the environments that bring out the best in you and spending as much time in those environments as you can. It's also about understanding the environments that bring out the worst in you and either spending less time in those or adapting them and amending them so they become better environments for you. It's also about increasing the security and safety that you feel in the environments that you need to spend time in. And it's also not just about making them healthy from a spatial perspective, but also from um, an eco perspective, you know, making sure that it is healthy for your body. It is not surrounded by poisons and chemicals and things that are actually really harmful to your body that you cannot see. So it's really important to start with looking at your basic environments, your home environment and either your work environment or your school environment. They tend to be our two dominant environments. Then we might have an additional environment on there. We might have a space that we spend time in, such as our grandparents' house or our another family member's house or another space entirely. 
Then we've got to look at the external environment, the environment that is outdoors, the nature element. And we need to start looking at all of these environments and working out which ones are really healthy for us and which ones aren't. Now, I don't know you well enough to be able to say, well, this is a good environment for you. This is a bad environment for you. But you will have an idea. You will know when you go into a space what sort of impact it's having on you. So to give you a really basic one from my perspective, I am not the tidiest of people. I'll put it out there. I will put it out there. I'm not the tidiest of people. And we're starting to establish that this is because it is highly likely that um, it's linked to uh, ADHD. So I'm not a very tidy person, but I need to be in a tidy environment. I know that if my environment is really cluttered, if my environment is really messy, then so is my mind. So from an environmental perspective, I need to be in a spacious environment with lots of light and it needs to be tidy and clutter free. And if it is, then I feel tidy, I feel clutter free and I can be my creative best. So although I'm not very tidy by nature, I have to put a lot of time and effort into creating a tidy environment for me to be able to relax in. And this happens in my home all the time. My sister drives me mad, constantly telling me that I'm the messy one. My whole life, she's been telling me I'm the messy one. We shared a bedroom and I was always the messy one. But I do have to put a real serious conscious effort into trying to keep things tidy when I have to be at my best, when I have to work at my best. Because uh, I really do. I really feel unhealthy. I, f- I don't feel my best. My mental health takes a huge dip when the environments are becoming cluttered and start to get on top of me. So that's just one element. What I also identified for myself is that there's certain spaces in the world, certain natural spaces in the world that really do bring out the best in me. So I am an outdoor person. I am an absolute outdoor person. Now, I'm also a home bird. So this is a contradiction for you. But actually, if I want to be thinking clearly, if I want to be exercising, I need to be outdoors. I need to be taking a nice long walk in the fresh air, preferably surrounded by some form of greenery or feeling very, very safe. One of the things that I have found is that going for a walk is really, really positive for me. Good for my physical health, good for my mental health and good for my environmental health as well. So it's important to find the right environment for you. So for me, like I said, I like to go out walking. What I've learned is, and a lot for a long, long time, I would put the walking off, especially in the winter months, even though I knew it was really good for me because I was nervous of my environment. I didn't want to go out in the dark. I didn't want to go to the spaces that I love in the dark. So I love the parks. I love all the green spaces. So I had to suddenly go, okay, I don't feel safe going to those spaces. So I need to create a new environment for me when I go out because I still need to get my fresh air. I still need to be linked to nature. I still need to do my walking because it's really, really good for me. But I need to create a different environment for myself to do that in. So what I had to do is start looking at different. What I do now is I do look at different suburbia walks, how I can walk around houses, how I can walk near shops in safe spaces that I feel safe when it's darker. So that's the kind of thing that I was doing from a external environment place. Because we are part of nature, we are animals, therefore we're part of nature. Nature has natural healing abilities for us. We feel at one with nature. So nature itself can bring a calmness to us. So green spaces are very good. You've got to find the ones that work for you. So natural spaces that work for you. So I know green spaces, lots of green spaces, so parks, woods, forests are really really good for me if I want a nice calming chill walk especially in spring especially in summer because I'm not a big fan of heat 
but I love sunshine. So I know I need to spend as much time getting my vitamin D in those types of green spaces. But equally though, I love water. So being near water is really important to me as well. So that's why I chose to live somewhere close to the coastline. So ultimately, that's what I've learned about myself. And that's what you need to learn about yourself. You need to learn, are you, you know, what type of space really matters to you? I also learned very early on in my life that I had the luxury of growing up in the countryside. And I love the countryside, but a small town doesn't feel big enough for me. So I need space. And this is where people think I'm a little bit crazy because I like space, but I like space in a city. I like a big space. I like big city. I like all the convenience of a city. And I like the fact that it's hustle bustle, but I like the fact that there is lots of space in a city, whereas there is lots of space in the countryside, but living in a smaller town didn't give me the space that I needed. So it wasn't the healthiest of environments for me. Hence, I've moved around an awful lot and I've come back to being based um, in the city that I'm in now, Liverpool, which is a fabulous city. Gives me lots of space, gives me lots of greenery, gives me lots of water, ticks all of my boxes, which is why my mental health took a huge leap forward when I chose this as my core environment to live in. But then I have to look at other areas of my life and so do you. You have to look at your working environment. And it is those things in your work environment of is your space cluttered? Is it not cluttered? Do you have natural light coming through? Do you have access to fresh air? It's all of these things that make your environments really healthy for you. But it's also sometimes when you've got, when you have to share spaces, you have to find the small environments that are really healthy for you. So do you have that chair, that blanket, that mug, that space that you can create when you need to rest, when you need to reboot, when you need to self-care? when you need to look after yourself. So your environments are really, really important. So when you've created these healthy environments for you, these environments that bring out the best in you, that make you feel safe, that make you feel secure, that allow you to relax and rest, you've also got to make sure that they are healthy environments. And I mean this from a health perspective. I mean, you've got to make sure you haven't got environments where you're it's surrounded by toxins where it's over chemically induced you need to be looking at how do you make the environments that are really healthy for your mental health really healthy for your body as well so your environmental wellness is absolutely crucial as i said i know my mental health took a major major dip when i was living in the wrong environment when i was spending too much time in the wrong environment for me and I saw a major, major leap forward when I changed my environment. But it also happens every day. I know if I go into my office and it's really messy, I can't function properly. I know if I go into my office in work, in town, I work in a gorgeous, gorgeous building called the Women's Organisation. I know in those days when it's really, really noisy in there that it's not a good environment for me because I, I like a little bit of quiet. I like a little bit of silence. So it really is working with who you are and working with the environments that are the best for you and reducing the time that you spend in the environments that are not good for you. Now, I am also very fully aware that sometimes we are forced to spend time in environments that we don't feel very safe in. And I appreciate that you cannot always change these environments easily or quickly. If you are experiencing that, if you are experiencing any situation where the environments that you're spending time in are unsafe for you or are unhealthy for you because they are unsafe for you, 
then you need to reach out and get support in either changing those environments, removing people or things from those environments that make you feel unsafe or make you be unsafe, or working with organisations or with people who can help get you out of those environments. So I appreciate it is not always easy to do that. But if you can reach out to get some support to make changes to the environments that are unhealthy for you or in some cases are dangerous for you, then please, please do that. Your environmental wellness is absolutely crucial for having good mental health. And as we know, having optimal mental health has a positive impact on your physical health. So if you want to be a healthy person, healthy body, healthy mind, you want to live a fulfilling life then make sure that you are focusing on spending time and creating environments that boost you, that bring out the best in you, that help you be your best creative self in this world and try to reduce as much as you can spending time in the environments that don't bring out the best in you, that don't make you feel your best, that don't make you feel happy and healthy in any way, shape or form. Now, when you have worked out the environments that are the right environments for you, then you're ready to welcome people in. You're, wel you're ready to welcome people into your life now. And this is where your social wellness kicks in. Your social wellness is about the people and the connections you have in your life. This is about your family, your friends, your intimate relationships, your colleagues. It's about the community that you spend time with. It's about are you connecting to humans are you connecting to people because we are pack animals and it might you know even if you do like spending time on your own I love spending time on my own but I know I need people and I know I still need to feel connected to people because if I don't feel connected to people I feel lonely I feel isolated that's depressing it leads me into depression and I don't want to be depressed so spending the right amount of time with people is important for you to understand what that is, you need to know yourself. Again, this comes down to that spiritual wellness stuff. You need to understand yourself well enough to then know what life you want to manifest. And that incorporates and includes the people, the communities. So your social wellness is about, I suppose, about building the relationships the best you can with the core categories of social groups that you can have. So friends, I said friends, family, intimate relationships, colleagues and community. And to build those healthy relationships, this is about developing that emotional intelligence, knowing when to manage relationships with emotional intelligence is about knowing how to communicate effectively. It's about knowing how to demonstrate empathy. It's about knowing when to be assertive and how to get your point across. And it is most definitely about creating really good boundaries that protect you and protect others by demonstrating what you believe is the correct level of respect you want and you need in your life. And you abiding by the level of respect that other people are telling you they need and they want in their life. Sometimes it's about assessing the relationships that you have, whatever realm of those social groups they're in. And sometimes it's about acknowledging that the relationship isn't where it needs to be or isn't where it should be anymore. And working through that, either rectifying the relationship or allowing yourself to move on from a relationship that no longer brings you anything, if anything, is bringing you more harm than it is good. So many of the issues that we have in our lives will be triggered through the social relationships that we have. And a lot of the emotional wellness issues that we have link to people. Some of the spiritual wellness elements and issues that we have are linked to people. They are our response to what other people are doing, our response to what other people are saying, our response to other how other people have behaved and it's made us feel. 
So it is really important for us to be able to navigate the relationships we have in our lives. It's really important to be able to navigate who we spend time with, why we spend time with them, in what capacity. And it's really important for us to put those boundaries in place so that even though we're spending time with people, we're still looking after ourselves. We're still protecting ourselves. We're still putting our needs in place and fulfilling our needs so that we don't get hurt, so we don't get damaged, so we don't get exhausted, so we don't get burnt out. When you've established this foundation level of wellness, when you've got a you're, you know, your healthier body, healthier mind, and then you're ready to get to know yourself for internally and have this wonderful spiritual wellness side of you where you know who you are, you know what you believe in, you know what you want, you, you've got good self-esteem and good self-confidence, and that you know what stimulates you through your intellectual wellness, and that you know the right environments that bring out the best in you, it would make no sense whatsoever to put all of that time put all of that effort to create all of that positivity in your life, to create all of those spaces mentally and physical spaces, to create all of that health mentally and physical health, to then ruin it all by surrounding yourselves with people that are not bringing out the best in you. So you need to do that assessment. You need to do that analysis. You really do need to look at the relationships in your life. You need to learn to communicate as effectively as you can. You need to have those clear boundaries in place and you need to surround yourself with a really good support system that will help you through things. And sometimes, not all the time, but sometimes you have to be willing to let go of relationships that do not bring out the best in you. Not everybody in your life has to be here forever. Not everybody in your life has to have a role in your life forever. Some people are just here for a period of time when they, when you brought out the best in each other. And when that stops happening, what are you really doing with that person anymore? Because really what happens when we're not bringing out the best in each other, we tend to be bringing out the worst in each other. And that's just hurting each other. And that's just damaging each other. So for really strong relationships, you either have to keep nurturing them and working on them so that they develop. You always have to respect each other's values and understand each other's values and accept that they're not always going to be the same. You will share some, but they're not always going to be the same. And therefore, it's respecting each other's. It's about looking at the people in your life and respecting the directions they choose to go in for their life and supporting them and walking beside them if you can. It's really important to look at those relationships and say, am I getting the best out of them? And am I giving my best to them as well? So a lot of the issues, as I said, we have in our life come from the relationships that we have. You know, our self-esteem can sometimes not exist because we've got the voices of other people in our heads. We could be experiencing things in our lives right this moment in time that have come from breakdowns in relationships, whether that be, you know, marriages, family, friendships. It's painful. People mean so much to us that when it doesn't work out, it is absolutely painful And you can't control anybody else. That's the sad truth of life. We can't control anybody else. But we can learn about ourselves. We can learn what we need. We can learn what we want. We can put boundaries in place. We can learn how to interact with people in a way that's best for us. And that's how we protect ourselves. That's what we can control. We can't control how other people think or feel or behave but we can take some responsibility and we can take some control with regards to how we feel about it and how we choose to respond to it in the actions and the behaviours that we then manifest our feelings into. So do take some time to do some self-reflection with regards to your environments and are you spending time in healthy environments for you? Are you spending time in the environments that bring out the best in you? Have a think of the environments that you're not happy with. It might be something as simple as you need to decorate, could be something as simple as you just need to move things around, 
it could be something much bigger where you need to make some bigger changes, some more drastic changes. And that's okay. Don't be scared. You can do this. You've got this. You can make those changes. Do the same piece of work with your people, with your friends, with your family, with your intimates, with your colleagues, with your community. Start spending more time with the people who bring out the best in you rather than the people who bring out the worst in you. It's okay to take a break from some people sometimes. That's okay. Just be honest with who you are and what you want. First, be honest with yourself. When you're confident in that and you're comfortable with that, then start being honest with other people. Be assertive. It's okay to say no. It's okay to state what you need and why you need it. So It's okay to state what you want and why you want it. It's important that you do if you're going to be your best self with other people. You're going to empower yourself to live the life you want. So many of us, a lot of the issues that we have specifically with our mental health come from those interactions with other people. Maybe we haven't managed them all as effectively as we could have. Maybe we didn't know how. Maybe we never realised that's what the problems were. Now is your time. To live the eight wise way, you need to learn how to use your, your emotional wellness, your physical wellness, spiritual wellness and intellectual wellness to help you to navigate the world that exists outside of you. The world outside of you is what is triggering you every single day. That is what you respond to. They are the people you respond to. They are the environments you respond to. So learn to navigate them. Learn to respond to them in a way that works better for you and is healthy for you. And you will start living a healthier, happier life. You will see your mental health start to improve and your overall psychological well-being will improve with it. So that is how to take care of your external dimension. So that is it. That's your penultimate episode. You've now learned how to look after your foundation dimension, how you've learned to look after your internal dimension and how to look after your external dimension. There's only one place this can go next. And this is about how you put all of that together to create the life you want to live and therefore create your lifestyle dimension of the eight wise model. And that's what we will talk about in our next episode. So if this is the first time you've joined us, thank you very much. But again, a question, where have you been? You've been missing out. So head back to episode one, listen from the beginning, buy the book if you want to and follow through all of the episodes to start helping you live the eight wise way. You can get a copy of eight wise ways to a healthier, happier mind, the 12 week journal, the 12 month planner and the eight wise pocketbook or from anywhere that sells books online. Plus, if you are within the UK, you can also get them directly from myself and my website, 8wise.co.uk. Just head to the store and they are all there. If you would like to get some further assistance with this, such as if you would like to join one of my training courses, they are available right now to join. They are all pre-recorded. They are all online. Therefore, you can watch them at a pace that works for you, at a time that works for you. And again, you can access them directly from 8wise.co.uk. Head to the store and all of the courses are there. Then we've got the 8wise Accelerator, which is the full program, in-depth program, helping you on an individual basis learn how to live the 8wise way, how you can develop your own strategy to start living by immediately. You've also got the 8wise Discovery, which is a bit more of an in-depth look at these four core dimensions, helping you to work out how you're going to create your own strategy moving forward. We've also got the course with regards to building self-esteem. 
And we've also got a course there helping you to learn to develop better coping mechanisms than those that are linked to dysfunctional eating. So those that might be eating disorder led or disordered eating. You can get some support with those as well. And as I said, they're going to all be online. They're pre-recorded videos by myself that you can watch at a pace and at time that suits you and follow that program. So head to the website if you can. And if you could, as I said, I say this all the time, but I really did create eight wise to help as many people as possible. And then the only way to get that out to as many people as possible is if you are so kind and lovely and will share and will subscribe and will get the message out there to as many people as possible. So if you can do that and share across your social media platforms, I'll be eternally grateful. And somebody out there who is really struggling might just get the support they need. If you want to follow more about 8wise, then please do follow me on social media. You can find me absolutely everywhere as either 8wise Kim or 8wise Therapy. So just head to all of it, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, you name it, I'm out there. Feel free to get in touch, DM me directly if you want more information, or feel free to email me directly at kim.rutherford at daltonwise.co.uk. And if you really, really want to, you can work with me on a one-to-one as well. You can contact me and we can arrange a consultation and work out how we might work together moving forward and start to boost your mental health and well-being. Whether that be you want to do some stress management, deal with burnout, deal with work-related stress, maybe deal with anxiety, depression, that imposter syndrome we can sometimes have, self-esteem issues, confidence. If there's anything like that, if it's those issues that are making your mental health and your mental well-being not great, no matter what's triggered them, no matter what life event may have caused them, then I would be happy to work with you if we can make the times work for us. So thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to what is the penultimate episode of this series of Live the Eight Wise Way podcast. You have spent your last half an hour pretty much with me, Kim Rutherford, psychotherapist, author, and the creator of the Eight Wise Method, which is the blueprint for optimal mental health and well-being, a healthier, happier mind, and an improved quality of life. I look forward to spending some time with you, hopefully, in the next episode, which is our final episode of this series, where we'll be talking all about your lifestyle dimension. So take care, and I look forward to chatting with you more then. Bye for now.